Hello, communicators. Welcome to episode seven of the audio series, The Communicator. Let's dive into the world of corporate communications from an in-house lens. I'm Yesenia Reynoso, your host, and thanks so much for tuning in. If you are new to the show or are a general member, hit that subscribe button. You can also share, like, and comment on this and previous episodes at your disposal. Spread it far and wide, my friends. I'm available on social media, so follow me on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Yes, I'm still calling it like that, and not X. I refuse to call it by its new name. Either way, all of my handles are listed in the episode description box below. And finally, this episode and all previous six volumes are now available across all primary podcast mediums. Yay! Every new episode comes out on the first and third Mondays of the month, which you can hear on your laptop, mobile, or any portable electronic device. Whoop whoop, yes. Now that we got all of those primary details out of the way, welcome. Bienvenidos to episode numero siete of The Communicator. I am so happy that you are back to see and hear a brand new informative episode. I still cannot believe that we are literally just one episode away from the halfway point of season one. Literally, boom. The fact that The Communicator is now seven episodes in is a testament to the hard work, dedication, and passion that I am putting out for you all. I really want this show to be a source for you all, and it will mean the absolute world to me if you could send me your feedback, suggestions, questions, comments, anything whatsoever to improve the overall look of the show. Please, it would mean everything. The email address is listed in the episode description, so don't be shy. Also, leave a five-star rating and a review. I really want the communicator to be customized to your liking. It is all about you. I want to ensure that you get the highest quality of content possible, highlighting key topics, and as well as building a community for all of us to sit back relax and talk about corporate comps and how we can build real-time solutions as we continue to uh, navigate through the ever-evolving cycle of our industry. So with that, we are going to shift course and dive right in into episode number seven, where, to be honest with you, my friends, I had a hard time figuring out the specific topic for this episode. We just wrapped up a two-part episode series which focused on the current and future landscape of communications teams within an in-house corporate communications department. And so I was trying to figure out what else can I do to tie in not only to those two episodes, but also the first uh, the first other episodes that were recorded. And so there is one particular topic that kept popping up as I tried to figure out the direction that we were going to take episode seven in, and that is the workforce environment. What do I mean by that? There are now reports coming in that employers are now shifting gears from a remote hybrid setting to an in-office one. We are still trying to figure out as to how the new workforce environment is going to take shape and how does it affect our day-to-day operations. From a communication standpoint, how does working remote hybrid or in office going to affect the way as to how we deliver communications for internal and external audiences? Is it going to benefit? Is it going to affect? 
what are the causes and effects, and of course, the why. Why is it important for us to work in either a hybrid, remote, or in-house setting? Pretty much the way as to how all of the outside factors are taking and implementing ideas into our respective minds, it, it is giving us a sense as to what exactly are we going to be going in this new normal. And so with that, I wanted us to focus on the broader aspect of the workforce landscape. So let's communicate the workforce environment, shall we? Great. I, just like everybody else, was very much accustomed to the in-office setting, working 40 hours a week, five days a week, nine to five, 10 to six, depending as to the employer that I was, handling all of my day-to-day communications operations, collaborating with my team, department heads, interacting with clients, overseeing events, internal and external, et cetera, et cetera. I, just like everybody else again, got accustomed to that. But in March 2020, the entire world changed forever due to the COVID-19 pandemic and the way as to how we view work forever, forever changed, basically. And nowadays, we have been introduced to remote work and hybrid work, and we have seen the benefits of working either one of those cycles, but we've also seen areas where it needs improvement as well. And so as communications pros, we are crucial in helping organizations navigate changes in the work environment, whether it is transitioning to be remote, hybrid, or in office setups. We also have to understand that we have seen analytics where it states that the remote hybrid models either or or a combination of both are in fact beneficial and are working because those types of models are helping employees to develop a sense of a life, a work-life balance that hasn't been seen since forever. But employers, senior management in particular, are not too keen of this and are really itching to get back into the in-office setting. Some of them are already revoking those remote hybrid procedures and are now making employees to return back to the office full time. Now, there are a variety of reasons as to why employers are are shifting in the opposite direction, aka the in-office setting. But I believe it's come down to three factors. Number one, the level of comfort. Number two, the fear of not adjusting to the remote hybrid models or resistant to change. And three, the profit value, meaning organizations feel that operating in an office setting is going to give them the best chance to maximize profits. I don't want to be political on this podcast, but we all know that this our, this society in particular, ours, is very much profit-driven. Uh, money rules above all else. And so 
organizations are going to ensure that the profits come first. They want to ensure that there is no disruption from a monetary standpoint in order to ensure that their numbers are being reached. And so if it means having employees to be in the office back five days a week, 40 hours, the traditional standard quo or status quo, I should say, then so be it. Pretty much profit over people. But employees are now are now resisting and they're making their voices heard to ensure that the current models, the hybrid or the remote, stay in place. There are even employees who are leaving their jobs and trying to find companies who have permanent remote or hybrid models. As communications professionals, it is really important for us to continue following the trends and seeing as to how these changes are going to affect our organizations respectively and as well as our departments. More specifically, we need to focus it from an internal communication standpoint, which I will pinpoint a little bit later. The way as to how we message to our employees how the model is going to operate, it is going to very much dictate the transparency and the productivity levels of how employees are going to be able to operate on a daily basis. So. For us comms pros, understanding the landscape is going to be very critical moving forward. Staying informed about the latest trends, research, and best practices related to remote, hybrid, and in-office work. This includes understanding the challenges and opportunities associated with each setup. We also have to understand from a budgetary standpoint as to how these models are going to affect the bottom line. Depending as to the amount of budgets that we obtain, we need to figure out the best ways to allocate the money, how big or how small, the amount of resources and tools that are going to be incorporated to ensure that our day-to-day operations remain intact, and also how are we going to be paying our internal employees and as well as our external vendors. Sometimes, the way as to how we form the teams, we need to figure out as to whether or not do we bring individuals in who have a specific set of corporate communication skills, or do we need to hire somebody who has a multi-versatile set? By the way, I'm very much pro-versatility, uh, and I always try to mirror myself as a multiversal individual, understanding every aspect of corporate comms, and so I want to make myself attractive. That is very much Uh, a particular attribute that corporate comms professionals like. And so understanding all of those factors are going to be key in terms as to how to formulate the strategy. Now, I pinpointed about internal communications and creating an internal communication strategy is going to be a very important piece as you try to navigate with senior management and human resources about how you want employees to be aware of the workforce model that you're going to use, whether it's remote, hybrid, or in office. Developing an internal communication strategy needs to have clear, specific messaging. Crafting clear and concise messages that explains the organization's approach to the new work environment, address potential concerns, and emphasize the benefits of the chosen model. Transparency. Opening and fostering a transparent communications culture. Keep employees updated on decisions, plans, and any 
adjustments. Transparency and honesty is very much something that we preach in the communications world. You want to establish credibility. You want employees to trust you. Therefore, developing clear, concise messaging that is truthful is going to go a long way in establishing trust among your employees. And finally, the channels. Identifying and utilizing a mix of communications channels such as emails, video messages, internal platforms, and town hall meetings to reach different audiences effectively. Also, different types of media databases and other tools that are going to help communications departments be able to effectively deliver on those messages and be able to perform day-to-day -day tasks uh, much easier. The changing of the management. When you develop communication strategy, you also have to take into account the fact that there may be a couple of managerial changes. From that standpoint, you want to anticipate concerns, identifying employees' concerns about the new workforce model and develop strategies to address them, training and support. With this change, offering different types of training and resources to help employees adapt to new technologies, tools, and working models. Making sure that your employees are comfortable and prepared with the right set of tools and resources to ensure that they'll be able to transition to any uh, workforce model much easier. And of course, you want to incorporate employee feedback. It is very much key. You need to listen as to how employees are adapting to these models, how successful uh, they are in, and as well as any feedback in terms of improvement. So that way you incorporate their thoughts and be able to add it onto these models and then to be able to create changes to ensure that these models operate effectively as it should. And also employee feedback is going to be very important when you establish feedback loops to gather employee input and adjust strategies based on their insights. Crisis communications plans. Just like with every other situation, you always wanna have a crisis comms plan in the back of your pocket. Whether it's developing contingency planning, develop a crisis communications plan that outlines how to address unexpected challenges in the new work environment, such as technology outages or security breaches, and developing a response framework, defining roles and responsibilities for communications teams during crisis, including who communicates what, when, and through which channels. And so, if anything happens, uh, whether it's remote, hybrid, or in office, you want to ensure that there is a set crisis plan in place and that everybody understands what their roles and assignments are and also a backup plan just in case if the original plan falls through. Now, if your organization decides to transition into a remote environment permanently, you need to ensure that you have your guidelines listed for remote work etiquette and those guidelines have to include expectations for communication responsiveness, virtual meeting behavior, and time management. And you also want to ensure that your remote work etiquette also includes inclusivity, which ensures that communication practices are inclusive of remote and in-office employees, avoid any kind of information silos and favoritism. If your organization decides to shift over to a hybrid work environment, Developing solutions for the hybrid work model includes the scheduling, 
which means developing clear guidelines for hybrid work schedules, ensuring fairness and flexibility for all employees, and the collaboration tools that are going to be utilized in this new hybrid work model, promoting the effective use of collaboration tools that facilitate seamless communications and collaborations across remote and in-office teams. Another thing to note and what we are seeing is the employee well-being. Back in episode one, I talked about the mental health aspect and how does it tie in into internal communications. And one of the things that I pointed out was the importance of employee well-being. Employees are now taking more into account their mental and physical well-beings and ensuring that organizations are very much well up to date on how employees gather those re gather those resources and utilize them. And so support resources, the supplying of them, highlighting available resources for employees, mental and emotional well-being, especially in remote or hybrid setups where isolation can be a concern and making them easily accessible for the employees to obtain. And of course, the work-life balance. As I mentioned in this episode, and as well as in episode number one, encouraging work-life balance and set expectations around when employees are expected to be available. It's about having balance, something that we have not seen in a very long time. Our mindset is that we live to work, but now we are starting to shift course and develop a mindset where we work to live. We as employees have the right to live our life and we want to be able to find and or work with employers who develop that kind of mindset therefore enforcing a work-life balance and ensuring that we take time for ourselves but also we also put in the time to ensure that our work productivity levels are of the highest levels and we are happy with where we are with everything that's being said we also have to measure and analyze the sentiment as to how employees adapt to the work life mo- to the workforce model i should say the met- the metrics which define key performance indicators to measure the effectiveness of communication strategies in support of the new work environment and the continuous improvement regularly gathering feedback analyze data and adjust communication strategies. Again, employee sentiment is going to be very important. And so if we if we show effort in continuously improving all of these systems, then the employees are going to see that we take it seriously in ensuring that whatever model the organization ultimately chooses is going to work. Employees want this to work. Employers want this to work. We are all a team. We want to communicate and more importantly, show that the one thing that everyone chooses works to the highest of orders. And the leadership example. Leadership has to be highly engaged. They have to be well-informed and they have to be on deck at the forefront when it comes to talking about the new workforce model. They have to lead by example, ensuring leadership is committed to the chosen work model and follows the communications guidelines. They need to be on board with 
the model and also showcasing employees that they will stick to it and that they are open to continuous feedback and ensuring that the model works to the highest of its capabilities and executive communications coordinate with leadership to craft messages that reflect the organization's vision for the new work environment pretty much is having an open door policy between senior management and employees senior management wants to be able to talk to the employees whether it's through different types of messaging or internal events it has to reflect the mission and vision of the organization when it comes to the new model and how is it going to affect their day-to-day -day. and so communications has to work extensively and directly with human resources senior management legal and all the key players in ensuring that the rollout of these communications is going to succeed in reaching its primary objectives. And finally, the storytelling element. As a communications pro, and we all know this, the storytelling is what takes shape when it comes to communications. We have a story to tell and we wanna communicate it, whether it's to an individual or to masses, to generate connections. It's an un I think it's an underutilized asset. I think many people don't realize that storytelling can actually be beneficial to promoting your workforce model. What do I mean by that? If communications pros looked into two key areas, what one is the storytelling element and telling successful stories, sharing those stories of teams or individuals who have thrived in the new workforce environment to inspire and motivate others. This could help people change minds as to how they view the new model and perhaps adapt to it even better. Seeing employees being productive, utilizing the resources and senior management and as well as the entire workforce behind them, it's going to show that it, it improves the it improves the overall perspective of how people are going to view your organization. And the second is adaptability, showcasing that adaptability. Highlight the organization's adaptability and resilience in response to changing the work dynamics. Many people wanna see folks adapt to certain situations. And so if your organization not only tells the story, but also adapts to what is happening outside of it and be able to succeed, then that's going to open eyes from both internal and external audiences. That means you you bring those audiences in, they see that it's succeeding, people are happy, you're happy, you're producing your, your numbers, the organization is thriving, and that establishes a, a line of credibility, of trust, and you gain new followers because of it. And that makes you look good and establishes you as a credible organization, a brand who people internal and external can trust. So by focusing on these new strategies, communications professionals can effectively prepare organizations for the challenges and opportunities of remote, hybrid, or in-office work environments. No matter where organizations go, it is up to all parties to figure out which work model is gonna work best for them, the ramifications of such actions, and what is going to be the end result. And don't forget the why. Why is it important to make that change? And sometimes it could be for budgetary, monetary, or even for personal uh, aspects 
it's really important for communications pros to listen, hear, and craft messaging and collaborate with senior management to ensure that whatever direction they're going to take is going to be for the betterment of all parties. And so with that, we have come to the end of episode seven of The Communicator. Do you happen to have any questions, comments, anything you agree or disagree with? What topic should I focus on next? Any feedback is highly welcome. You can just email me at yr.ymedia at gmail.com. The email is listed in the episode description. Before we wrap up, I do have a couple of housekeeping notes. One, the new short form video series, The Y Tips, debuts exclusively on Instagram on Wednesday, August 23rd. The series is the one-stop shop of all corporate comms tips from a how I mindset. Everything that I've learned and still learning today will be shared with you all my beautiful big bag of tricks so follow me on instagram at y.communicate to not miss a single moment new videos will come out every wednesday and finally the third edition of the thought leadership newsletter the commute the legacy i should say will go live exclusively on linkedin next thursday august 31st hit the subscribe button and follow me and the y communicate brand the the newsletter link will be on the episode description box below so please Hit those subscribe buttons and follow me on the Legacy newsletter. So with that in mind, don't forget to follow me on social media and on the communicator. Hit those subscribe buttons and share, like, and comment away as we continue to elevate this podcast. Leave a five-star rating or review. Lastly, tune in to episode number eight in two weeks, and I will see you next time on the opposite end of the corporate comm spectrum. Till then, everyone. See you next time.